Hey, Jonathan, have you heard any exciting news lately? Well, it just so happens I have the very first Pour Another Round Outdoor Winter Beer Festival is coming to Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's right. On March 4th of 2023, we will be at the grounds outside of Badger State Brewing right near some people's favorite football stadium, Lambeau Field. (laughs) You can join us. And 15 other breweries pouring beers. They're from around Wisconsin. We'll have some food trucks, fire pits, brewery, and pour another round merch sales. All the fun. And it's just $35 in advance and $45 at the gate gets you a commemorative tasting glass and unlimited tastings 1 to 4 p.m. on March 4th. And that also gets you those three hours to hang out with your favorite pour another round hosts. You should say your favorite podcast hosts. You're right. You're right. You can hang out with <laughs> hang out with them too. So head to pouranotherround.com or you can get your tickets at Eventbrite as well. Please drink responsibly and take advantage of our discounted designated driver tickets. See you March 4th. <laughs> Cameron. And I'm Jonathan. We We like like beer. beer. We're a podcast by beer lovers, for beer lovers, and with beer creators. Some of our best stories start with beer. Now it's time to make beer the story. Each hoppy pour has been on an often unexpected journey to become the brews you love. So pour another round and drink with us as we explore the stories behind your favorite beers and breweries. And if you like beer, like breweries, like some bad jokes and great puns, and like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you can learn about all of our upcoming breweries we have on tap. Today on Pour Another Round, we are here with a good friend of ours, Brian, from Buzzed with Brian. We've got uh, another collaborative episode coming here with Brian to talk about just what's going on in our worlds and, and, and our Things that we've been drinking, but also, most importantly, perhaps, the upcoming Pour Another Round Outdoor Winter Beer Festival that we're thrilled that you're going to, to come up and hang out with us at, Brian. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for having me on again for another collab episode here. It was really fun and exciting to do this with Jonathan back in Denver. And now I have you and Cameron here. So that's very, very nice and excited to have the Pour another round winter beer festival in Green Bay at Badger State. Can't wait to see you guys soon in a few days. And I think one of my favorite things that uh, we've experienced over the last couple of years is just the getting to meet people in this whole beer world. So, Brian, you've you've been one of them. So, like, how did you get involved in this beer world, and and why? Sure, I guess there's probably a very long winded answer to that, but I'll try to keep it a little brief. I think early pandemic, sitting around with nothing to do but drink beer and craft cocktails and things like that, I've always had this side passion for history and thought, yeah, it'd be cool to do a podcast, right? I mean, what does every millennial do these days? They start a podcast. (laughs) But I had no idea what I was doing, technologically speaking, not a clue. And I was hanging out with my good buddy, winter break of 2020. And he's very tech savvy. He's a musician on the side. Uh, He's done a lot of recording and very familiar with the equipment and the software for sound editing and things like that. And we were chatting him and I, and he's like, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to edit a podcast, just audio, no music. Don't have to worry about slamming all the, you know, instrumentals and vocals together. That sounds easy. I just want to do that. And I 
thought, great. Really? You want to you want to edit a podcast? So shout out to Matt Schauble. I've mentioned him a few times on my pod and uh, he's my very good buddy and he has helped push this podcast come, you know, podcast to actually become a tangible thing. And without him, it wouldn't be here. So that's how it kind of kind of came to fruition. And we just started rolling with beer style history. And I think in the spirit of the pandemic, a lot of breweries were you know, doing to go sales as they weren't opening their doors. And I just wanted to continue to promote the great craft brew out there and keep the businesses alive and keep people excited about trying new stuff. So that's, that's the start of the pot. Certainly growing up as a Wisconsinite and growing up in a household where there was always in some capacity, a a beer with a beer, a beer fridge, you know, fridge with beer in it. And then I got into my teen years, my dad actually had a formal beer fridge at that point in time, which was mostly full of lining Googles, Miller High Life and Coors Light, things like that. But moving into college and kind of into the realm of, you know, I want to try beer and figure this out and syncing up, I guess the craft beer kind of renaissance that we were going through. And that continued to be quite the exponential curve, you know, as we more and more breweries started opening up left and right. I mean, we're over what, 9,800 now. That's something that's been really fun for both my dad and me and exploring that avenue and something that we really bond over and we have a beer friendship as adults. It's it's kind of cool to see your relationship with your parents adapt over time. My dad's a strict old mill light drinker, so we, oh, don't, yeah. we don't quite nice. have that bond. <laughs> old Milwaukee lights is his... his yeah. He might he might venture into a PBR once in a while. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I've certainly opened up my dad's palate to stuff, and he's definitely opened up my palate to beers as well. For the longest time, I was a little little weary of getting into sours, uh, but right now, actually, I'm I'm drinking a Goza from Badger, not Badger State, from Noble Roots, and I'm not exactly sure. I think Goza is how you pronounce that. Depends on who you ask. Uh, I, I definitely think. would have turned my nose up to this style of beer, this kind of subtle sour, a little tart beer before. Uh, but he got me into that style, and I really appreciate that. And and you are out of Madison right now, so really a, a beer mecca of uh, Wisconsin, of the Midwest. You're talking about getting into to beer you know, in college. Where'd you go to school, and what was your college beer of choice? Like when you were going, like when you were going hard, I went to UW Madison and happy to be back where I uh, went to undergrad. Uh, I've been back in Madison now for two years. I'm a Badger through and through, and I currently work for UW Athletics. So come full circle, full circle there. Uh, I get to help care for the Badgers every day on the job, which is fun. Back when I was a student, I definitely went through phases as far as what my favorite thirty <laughs> walk us through your progressions, and it actually changed. <laughs> every year so <laughs> freshman year when we were in the dorms you know you're smuggling it in duffel bags and you're like oh yeah what's in there what's that's that's weighing you down certainly not a 30 rack of beer books it's always uh, books that year freshman year it was keystone light um <laughs> and it was keystone light occasionally natty light so the cheap of the cheap and then sophomore year it changed to pbr and i think both of you gentlemen enjoy pbr certainly i know jonathan does absolutely uh, so sophomore year pbr and then junior year miller this is the year miller went back to their retro logo <laughs> and label for miller light and i was just polarized by yep. this and i was like yep that this is what i want to drink this year so i pretty much uh, bought miller light exclusively junior year 
And then senior year, another year wiser, I transitioned into Coors Light, I think because my dad, again, big influence for my dad, but my dad was drinking more of those than as he phased out of his Miller High Life uh, part of his life. And often that was like, yeah, Coors Light, that's what I want to drink. So every year, so every year was a different light beer. Incredible. That's fantastic. We, uh, we, I think it was, it was either my junior or senior year, we had this treasure hunt if you will to find the shittiest beer in wisconsin i thought we had found it with lacrosse lager and then i met my friend jonathan a few years later and he's like no 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 it's not that one it is what lost lake lost lake still out of lacrosse so lacrosse definitely has the monopoly on shitty beer yeah (laughs) it i can't i can't even drink it i it's awful but I know people that do enjoy it, so <laughs> I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on ice beer? Can you do ice? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm out on ice. Like, 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 like Keystone Ice or like Ice? Was it Ice House? Like, very all of it. Just well. yeah. There's uh, Ice House. Yep, the Ice House beer, but Keystone Ice, I think. And then there's Natty Ice and another one. Uh, too too malt liquory for me, I guess. Uh, I I went through a, a hard Mickey's phase though for the but the puzzles on the bottom of the caps. We would that was like learning, <laughs> you know, on a Friday night. Like, oh, we're, we're oh yeah. studying. It's, it's fine. It's for science. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds like the only science I would have been into. I went camping for my science class in college. So Brian, thank you for being a science person and, and providing medical attention to people because we need people like you. I went camping for my my mandatory science credits. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how that's how some people operate <laughs> so brian what is uh what is your what is the emphasis of your podcast and how do you find the the guests that fit into your storytelling you mentioned you like history but what's your what's your focus on telling beer history if you will yeah so the original intention of the podcast was beer style history you know there's so many styles out there and it can be overwhelming at times. And there are a lot of breweries that are reinvigorating some of these styles that people are like, oh, what? I've never even heard of that. One example that comes to mind is Giant Jones here in Madison. They do a lot of historical brews and things of that nature. Uh, you had, I know you both had the awesome chance to talk to Jessica and mm-hmm. Erica. They make such incredible beer and to a whole, yeah, just a whole other level of science. So I think for a lot of people, that's and really into the barley wines. You know, people want to know what's going into the into their glass. You know, they want this trivial knowledge about what's going into their beer. That's that's where I kind of fit in with my podcast, and I talk about the history and the stories behind it. That's something I really have valued. And then getting past the beer style history, the other part of the pod that's kind of opened up, similar to what you guys are doing, talking to people in the industry. I didn't really intend to for it to take that direction, but it certainly did. You know, I was doing my third or fourth episode. Actually, no, it was, it was my second episode, my Porter episode. And I was featuring the Porter from Hubbleton Brewing out of Waterloo, Wisconsin. I don't know if either of you have been there, but it's a really cool, small little shop. It's a father-son duo that runs it. Since it's so small, it's the son that runs the social. So I reached out and said, hey, I'm featuring uh, your crawfish uh, river porter on my pod this week. Give it a listen. Looking for feedback. You know, nice. I'm brand new. And <laughs> he hit me back with, I'd love to be on the podcast sometime. And I was like, 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Not what I was asking, but <laughs> yes, that sounds great. Let's do this. So drove out to Waterloo, which is a 40 ish minute drive from Madison, just along yeah. I-90 there or I-94. And we were there after hours, him and I, and we could talk and I was probably there for three hours. It was amazing. I, I became infatuated with the experience and he gave me a couple leads for people he knows in the industry because the craft brew industry is such a small knit community, especially on that like micro brew level. And that just seems to be how it's, you know, it goes. And every time I do a podcast and meet with a new brewer, a director of operations at a brewery sales guy, they're just like, Hey, you should reach out to so-and-so and say, I'm going to, or they even reach out and say, Hey, I'm going to CC you on an email with so-and-so and boom leads to the next episode. And it's, it's amazing. It's such a great, great community to be, to be a part of. Yeah. I think that's something that we found too. And as I mentioned uh, earlier, that the community, this beer community, like Jonathan and I both come from the the tourism industry. So we're at different breweries for, for work events, whether it's for promotions or bringing media into these these breweries so we had some of those connections so that's where we started thinking that we would have to beg people to come on and like trust us we're not the worst people to hang out with (laughs) we'll ask you very like questions you talk about every day and that you've thought about for a very long time it's not like a gotcha we're not trying to you know investigate anything and we thought it was going to be difficult and then like you just say like hey we got this beer podcast you want to be on it and i was like absolutely yeah let's hang out let's drink some beer together and just hang so uh pleasantly surprised as well so i'm glad to hear that that's been your experience as well yeah it's a really collaborative industry so brewery a is is all about helping brewery b c and d it's not like they're all competitors of course but they all also want to help each other be successful and and keep many of these breweries around for years and years to come so you don't have to you don't have to give any specific so you don't have to give any specific examples, but have you had the uh, the the pleasure of interviewing someone who just like one or two word answers? Like, have, have you have you experienced this yet? Because it's like, dude, just say more, say more. <laughs> <laughs> There's somewhere it has been such an easy experience, and they're just steering the ship of conversation. But there are others you know, on the other end that aren't giving you a whole lot. <laughs> right. I don't think I've had any that are, you know, that painful and they just give you a one or two word answers. Uh, you know, I've found, and I'm sure you've experienced this too. If they're not comfortable talking into a mic or they haven't done the experience before the first few to five, you know, five minutes, they're a little shy, but there's beer on the table, right? And that opens up people's palates and people's minds a little bit and they start talking. So I end up with a pretty positive experience after we get past that buffer zone, that first, you know, few minutes or so. And I haven't had any terrible experiences. So thank you to all my guests, really. I've had such a wonderful time recording uh, with everyone that I've had on the pod so far. Yeah, like 99.9% of ours has all been amazing as well. But there's like one or two that stick out like, oh, man, that was that was one. <laughs> uh, so we we talked about, you know, Brian, your 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 creativity and your reels. So you said you're not technologically savvy. But like following you on social media, you're very creative and you you tell a story, a compelling story in a way that is visually appealing. It's funny. It like grabs you in right away. How do you come up with some of these ideas? And uh, it was I I first took notice during the Mobcraft uh, advent calendar season. 
And some of those were hilarious. And I think it was when you you took the the advent calendar box with you, like on a on a snowy walk, and you're you're all over the place with it. Like you're out on like a romantic picnic date with the box, and like where do you like is it is it is beer the inspiration, or where do you come up with these ideas, and how do you bring those to life? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. The Mobcraft beer advent calendar. Uh, I definitely flourished during that time. Uh, my mind was just running through ideas. Some of them were spoof related and others were spontaneous. It's weird. I, I don't know when it hits me. I have a document in my phone. And if I think of something, I'll type it in there quick. Uh, the way my brain works, if I th- if a thought comes in, it may never come back. So I make <laughs> sure to write things down as they come in. I'm a big auditory person. So if you hear a song it sometimes will tie me to a memory or to an idea and then I get fixated on that. And again, I want to make sure I type that down before I forget. So the one you mentioned, Day Hat with the Mopcraft Beer Advent Calendar, that was a blast. Uh, I used one of the Toy Story main theme songs there, You've Got a Friend in Me. And for whatever reason, Toy Story came to my mind one day, you know, a week ahead of me actually like putting it all together. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun. Little little playful date with my Mobcraft beer advent calendar. So I typed that into my phone and you know, a week later I had the time to finally get out and film it and all the ridiculous things that went with it. And it was so much fun. And I'll say this, and maybe Henry will appreciate this if he ever hears this, but it's a pretty sturdy box. Uh, I was not kind to my box over the 24 <laughs> days. It held up really well. Uh, the log roll I did in that 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 reel, <laughs> uh, I thought for sure the box would get wrecked and it held up. So shout out to Mobcraft for having a very sturdy advent calendar. The beer holds up and the box holds up. Well done, Mobcraft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and we have in common too. You just brewed a beer with Mobcraft. You had a collab beer with Mobcraft. We did uh, you know last year did the pour another round double chocolate birthday cake stout, and you just brewed a collab beer with Mobcraft as well. The Buzzy Nightcat Porter. I just saw the post the other day on Instagram. They are going to get it out at the Denver Tap Room oh, location now, which is really exciting. Uh, you both know from experience the whole crowdsource beer phenomena that Mobcraft puts on is out of this world fun to be a part of the brew day i mean i'm really jealous of your brew day it looks like you guys had a lot of fun actually pushing all that cake in and we were like you know you can just pour these all in the tank separately he's like it's a birthday cake damn it you gotta make it real (laughs) we showed up and henry's like start frosting (laughs) yeah it was fun we even he even lit a fire on the cake. We sang "Happy Birthday." <laughs> so, where where was the inspiration for your your Buzzy Nightcap Porter? Talk about that beer and and where what was that idea all about? Yeah, absolutely. So, I lived in Houston, Texas for two years. I think I've mentioned that a couple times on the podcast here and there. And a part of being in Houston, one, it's a tremendous food and drink scene. And Houston, people don't know this, but Houston is the most diverse city in the U.S., which is crazy. People are probably going to first guess, you know, Los Angeles, New York. No, it's actually Houston, Texas. That's crazy. I had no idea. And because of that diversity that the city has, the food and drink there, it reflects upon that. And one of the influences that you get there certainly is the Hispanic and Latin culture, And a part of that, I just fell in love with horchata when I was down there. I had a couple of really great examples, really nice renditions of authentic horchata at restaurants out. And there was also, this isn't the Mobcraft beer I made wasn't the first horchata inspired beer I've had. 
there were a couple of breweries down in Houston that also had a very horchata-esque uh, palette to it. So I was really excited to submit that to Mobcraft and thought people might like the idea of a horchata-inspired beer up here in Wisconsin. So through that, the crowds, you know, put it into the crowdsource vote and I fortunately won. And like I said, my beer is horchata inspired. It's not totally an on-brand horchata. There's there's coffee in there. There's cocoa nibs. Uh, the centerpiece for me with horchata is the cinnamon bite that you get and the creamy mouthfeel that you get from the rice mixture. And I feel like Mobcraft nailed that. So even though it's horchata inspired, not totally, truly horchata, I'm just really impressed with how this beer has turned out. And it's it's very delicious. And another good beer to drink in the morning. <laughs> it's an all-day beer. Yeah. Yeah, nighttime, daytime, everything. Yeah, man, I can't, I can't believe I didn't <laughs> think to, to grab that beer. I'm drinking booze for breakfast, which is an Eagle Park Brewing Company um, Imperial French Toast Stout. So I'm having French toast in a glass. I'm having Noble Roots uh, Salty Lips. It's their grapefruit goza, getting my vitamin C. <laughs> yeah, people, eat, people eat fruit for breakfast, okay. so look at that. It all works. So you uh talking about your brew day at Mobcraft. Have you... Uh, dabbled, experimented, failed, whatever at uh, home brewing. Have you have you done that at all? Just the one time uh, I've tried home brewing, and I'm I'm certainly open to do it again. I just haven't had a great space anywhere that I've lived. I've been sort of nomadic the last half a decade to decade of my life, and it's hard to I feel like kind of get into home brewing when you don't have a stable place to be able to brew beer in. But the like I said, the one time I have tried it, it was a Mr. Beer Kit. Uh, this was actually my 21st birthday uh, that my roommate David supplied me this kit for. And it's like, all right, I'll take a whirl at it. And it was supposed to be an American pale ale, right? <laughs> so I know the malt extract kit should be pretty easy to put together, clean the equipment, boil up the mash, make your warts, and then throw it in this, you know, two gallon or one gallon, a very small plastic vessel. The hard part is not that, right? The brew day went easy, but the hard part was controlling the fermentation. It was a seasonally warm spring at the time, and my birthday is in April, <laughs> right? So Wisconsin could be cold, could be really warm. It's a toss-up, flip a coin as far as spring goes in April. And it was an unseasonably warm spring. So I think my beer being in a college apartment without good temperature regulation, uh, the beer fermented a little warmer than it should have been. And the <laughs> yeast was very overactive. Uh, the end product, it turned out like a Hefeweizen, but not a good Hefeweizen. You know, we, we drank it. We're poor college kids. We're not going to let this beer go to waste. But it was, it was good. I, you know, it wasn't good. It was... It was drinkable. <laughs> Definitely not great. It was drinkable. <laughs> yeah. We've talked to we've talked to brewers that started home brewing like in their clothes closet. There's you can make space if you really want to, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> my my mentality for that is like, yeah, it's it's a fun process, but I'm gonna leave it up to the professionals and I will just celebrate their hard work and dedication to the craft. The the closest that I'm getting to uh ingredients or or the the process i have a nice garden in my backyard you know the tomatoes the peppers the whatever last year i added some hops in there so some cast some cascade hops the vines started growing it did not uh flower yet so uh i think i read it takes two to three years so i'm, I'm hoping this summer that there's some some fun buds out there noble roots puts on a fresh hop ipa with yeah. locally grown hops 
I think so. Yeah. I was at Carbon Ford just the other night. The bartender was saying we were talking about hops and this summer some guy came in with a giant bag of freshly grown hops and he was like, hey, you want to use these for one of your beers? And they said, I mean, yeah, we're not going to say no to free ingredients. There we go. <laughs> so I think Cameron, <laughs> you can just waltz into any place with your fresh hops and they'll brew your beer. I have, I have, there's two vines out there. I, it might get a beer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, looking at, looking at pour another round and, and now comparing, uh, or not comparing, but talking about, uh, buzz with Brian brand as well. We've, we've both brewed a beer at, at Mobcraft. Uh, pour another round is uh, as as we've talked about, and and we're excited to have you come, Brian. Is the pour another round outdoor winter beer festival? Uh, thank you for the the reel and the promotion of of that. We're looking forward to hosting you. So we we've kind of got our bucket list, if you will, of of things that we want to do uh, with our podcast and the pour another round brand. What do, what do you think like the future of of Buzz with Brian looks like? Or do you have any any goals or bucket list? Like I would love to do X Y Z. That's a really great question. I'm glad you asked it. You know, I, I haven't really given much thought into what I'd like to do in the years to come and year two here. I'd really just uh, like to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. And if I could turn this full time, I mean, that would be amazing. It won't happen. It would take a long time probably to get to that point. But uh, talking about beer for a living would be incredible. Uh, I think moving into year two, one of the things I want to really try to tap into though is getting out to more than just brewery spaces and telling stories that have a beer tie-in that aren't just brewery related. Uh, one of my favorite episodes this past year that I kind of want to replicate going into year two was I got to talk to the Madison Mallards. They're a college wood bat, wood bat baseball league team here. And I got to talk to the organization about what they have on deck. Nice baseball pun there. I know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they had a sponsored beer with a Great Dane Brew Pub here in Madison. And I uh, got to talk about that partnership and got to talk about the game experience. And it was so much fun to be at the ballpark behind home plate in like the suite level and talking with the, you know their chief um, operating officer and just that whole experience. If I could do that, this summer, that'd be really, really neat. And I have a couple leads that I might want to tap into. Um, there's a group in Oconomowoc, and I don't know if they're an independent baseball league or if they are an actual uh, another college wood bat wood bat baseball league for the summer. But that's something I want to talk to maybe this summer. So keep that your eyes peeled for that. And another thing I think that would be cool for Buzz with Brian Future here, and I've been chatting with my partner a little bit about you know, on and off, but Cameron, you're, you're an author, right? Which I think is so cool, <laughs> uh, especially to be an author about beer and, you know, doing this podcast and doing all my style history episodes, I've got this, you know, portfolio, this catalog of Microsoft Word documents of all my show notes, show notes from that, all that history. And there's still a lot of styles to go. I feel like I've only, you know, sc- scratched the surface, the tip of the iceberg here, on styles. And I know there are books out there that are like this, that talk about styles of beer and their differences in history. But I think it'd be really cool to throw together a book about the different styles that are out there, the stories behind them from the historical perspective, and then offer up examples of current beers that the, you know, the, the user, the reader of this book could then experience. They read about the style, appreciate the history 
oh, here's a beer that's within my market that I can buy and then drink it. But that's a, that's kind of a long, long stretch project that flickers in and out of the back of my brain that I think would be cool to maybe execute someday on. Yeah, I think that's interesting the way that you just said, like, you know, there's already these things that exist, whether it's, you know, books like your your idea right there. And, you know, we we sort of talked about, struggled with whatever of like, well, there's there's a lot of beer podcasts out there. Do we do we start one? Like what's what's the one niche that niche? I I don't know how to say niche, that word. Niche. That's my that's my one word. Niche. I prefer niche. Niche uh, <laughs> to get into niche. Uh niche sounds fancier. Niche. Uh, but like, yeah, there's already these things that exist. Is it too saturated? Is it, it are we just going to get lost? And then, you know, we, we enjoy it. We, we like having these conversations with the people. And I've, I've said the whole time of like, as long as we're enjoying it, let's, let's keep going. Who cares how many people there are, you know, obviously you need to be of quality and, and do it well, but you're not going to like, you know, invent a brand new thing. So just stay in your own lane and, and, be the best that you can. So yeah, I like that. And there's a whole community out there to be a part of. I totally agree with you there, Cameron. It, it's so much fun to feel like a part of the family with some of these breweries here in Madison. You know, I'm a year into this. Some of the beer tenders start to recognize me because I show up there enough and, you know, I've chatted with the, the brewery owners, the brewers, and sometimes they're behind the bar and they recognize me. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, at the very least we're beer acquaintances, if not beer friends. And I wouldn't trade that away for anything this past year. And certainly, you know, you go into the social media realm and there's all these other beer Instagrammers and there's this little craft beer community on Instagram. And it's cool to like have befriended them, including the two of you, Cameron and Jonathan. Like it's, it's fun. I, if I hadn't started this podcast, I would never have met you two. And I thank you for starting and continuing our friendship that we've developed oh, <laughs> <laughs> a little beer bromance on a friday morning brian and i are brian and i are bonded by sharing a futon <laughs> in the mobcraft party house in denver there were so many people in that house yeah. and <laughs> there was yeah it was a it was a full house for, <laughs> for sure men, men most of which were mobcraft uh employees and and friends and spouses and and yeah, uh, Brian and I were hanging in the basement. Cameron, you could have been out there with us, but I guess London was calling. I'm sorry I was in London that week. Jonathan still reminds me all the time. So, Brian, you you mentioned Noble Roots. That was one of the beers that you're, you're drinking and have been drinking um, a lot of lately. And they're one of the 15 breweries coming to the Pour Another Round Outdoor Winter Beer Festival. So, um, we're... You know, excited that you're going to come and join us. And um, fun fact, at the Mobcraft booth, the your collab beer is going to be getting poured. ah nice. I didn't know yet. That's exciting. So the Buzzy Nightcap Porter, um, Buzzy Nightcap Porter will be one of the one of Mobcraft's four beers um, at the Port Another Round Outdoor Winter Beer Festival in Green Bay. So we're uh, we're excited about that, and and you'll you'll have some involvement there with the beer festival. Do they have a keg squirreled away of your chocolate birthday kicks out? Um, I'm not sure. We it's kind of comes back uh, from time to time on tap at Mobcraft, so I'm not sure if they've exhausted the supply yet or not. I haven't. Uh, I I think all of the cans are gone. Um, they 
added some cans still in the tap room for a while, but I think all the cans are gone, but I'm not sure if they've still got any that they can put on tap. Um, it was, they were really impressed with how well it was hanging on. So they were able to keep bringing it back. Speaking of the cans, one thing I wanted to ask the two of you, did you know your faces were going to be on the cans or was that a surprise? That was mostly a surprise. We, I think we joked about it, didn't we Cameron about like putting our faces on the cans? Um, but we didn't know that it was going to happen and we didn't know they were going to like caricaturize us for the cans. That was a surprise. Yeah. I think when, uh, when the conversation to can art came out, uh, I don't even know if it was Henry or, or one of their graphics people said like, okay, now here's the step. And yeah, I think the, the comment back was like, put our faces on the can just as like a <laughs> joke. And then and they, they did, did. like, Whoa. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> what picture did they use? It's like a cartoonized, like cartoonish they, picture of you. It d- not a real photo, I don't think. I think they just took photos. Well, I think of they us creeped on our. They creeped they, on us. Yeah, yeah. Took some of our our social so photos impressive. and created caricatures of both of us. That's amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Cameron's caricature is the image that shows up when he calls and texts me in my phone. So, that's oh, that's funny. fun. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so all all along throughout this whole uh, podcasting and and creating this social media brand i guess if you will uh i've always said like you know once we get like a hater that's when we know we've made it as we were promoting uh this this mobcraft collab beer we kept saying like you know look at this awesome beer that we made by the way our faces are on the can and one person got so mad at us like we fucking know your faces are on the can you don't have to keep telling us <laughs> like, yes we made it <laughs> <laughs> someone's listening i don't think i've gotten a hater yet try try harder brian i'm sure someone could hate you <laughs> start talking about really uh contentious topics yeah of like oh beer beer can labels apparently yeah. is contentious beer can labels uh warm stackers uh porter versus stout is it a stout porter or a, yeah stout porter porter stout i guess the only thing that comes to mind that someone could maybe give me some heat for uh and, and i want to say in general on all of my episodes i don't think i've slandered anyone even if it beer is just okay i still speak very positively about it but one episode i had some of my buddies on for it was my price point pilsner's blind taste test challenge mouthful yeah. i know uh, I got on a bit of a soapbox and ripped on Corona a bit, but I haven't gotten a note from Corona yet. <laughs> I, I think they had enough uh, PR nightmares to deal with when the coronavirus came out and all of the slander there. I think they're they've, they're still sweeping that under the rug, so I think I think we'll be all right. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I, I I know what you're saying about the you know not the best beer I've had, but we'll we'll speak positively about it. I think Jonathan and I are very honest with uh, Brewer or, or whoever we're talking to about not liking certain styles. Like, not necessarily your beer that you're pouring for me, but, you know, like, you know, Hefeweizen is not my favorite beer, but here's what I, I do appreciate about this beer. Because just because I wouldn't order it, I can still appreciate what goes into it and the the flavor profiles or, or the ingredients of it. So, yeah, I think I think there's a difference between do I like drinking this beer? Maybe not, but can I appreciate it? Yes. But Hefeweizens, hate them. <laughs> and I so like you would Hefeweizens. have not liked my Mr. Beer kit then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 
I've I've had a couple Mr. Beer beer kits uh products and they're all terrible. Like they're all so like I don't even know, sweet. There's like a weird sweetness. It almost tastes like a diet soda, but diet beer to me. Like there's a there's, I don't know. So it, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, are there any so we you know talking about the the Winter Beer Festival March 4th? 1 to 4 p.m. in Green Bay at Badger State Brewing Company. Um, are there are there any breweries that you're really excited about seeing there? Um, we can kind of give the rundown of, of who's going to be there too, but um, anyone specifically that you're excited to, to try their beer because you haven't before or, or a brewery that you just really enjoy their beers that you're excited to see what they bring? For sure. I think I need a quick rundown on that list, but I can say I was very excited to see Foxtown Brewing is coming. Yeah. They're one of the more recent ones that I've interviewed on the show, and their episode just came out uh, not too long ago. Kurt and Kyle were incredible. Uh, Kurt is the head brewer there. Kyle is the sales manager and general beer guy, and I don't think... Uh, I don't, I think it's probably the most I've laughed at a recording to date. And overall, I was really impressed with their beer as well. So I'm really excited to see what they're bringing up to the pour another round winter beer festival and obviously try some more of their beers. And of course, outside of other beers, I'm excited to try, obviously excited to see the Mobcraft family and see what they're bringing, including my own beer. And I know there were a few breweries that were new to me, but I'm, I think I might need a reminder on the list. Yeah, yeah, we can give the rundown. Um, have you been in the caves at Foxtown? I didn't think they talked to me about that. So the next time I'm there, I want to prioritize they're, that. Yeah, they're cool. We, yeah, we've um, not Foxtown has not been on on Port Another Round yet. Um, coming soon, hopefully. But I have been to Foxtown and and got a tour of the caves, and they're really cool. And they do a lot of events down there and and stuff too. So it's it's a neat space, and their food is good. Their beer is good. They they actually have quite quite a lot of um, options for beers at Foxtown in, in little old Mequon. So the, to give kind of the rundown of who's going to be at the pour another round outdoor winter beer festival, we've got Badger state brewing company. Of course, um, we're the, the festivals at Badger state out in their, their outdoor space. The, if you didn't get from the name outdoor winter beer festival, it is outdoors. Uh, Badger State <laughs> Brewing, <laughs> Oso Brewing Company from Plover, Copper State Brewing Company, Hinterland Brewery, Stillmank Brewing Company, Titletown Brewing Company, all from Green Bay, Gravity Box Brewing Company in Mauston, Wisconsin, Public Craft Brewing Company in Kenosha. We've got Noble Roots Brewing Company in Green Bay, Hillsboro Brewing from Hillsboro, Mobcraft from Milwaukee, Gnarly Cedar Brewery from Greenleaf, Green Bay area. Uh, Wisconsin Brewing Company and Lake Louie, and Skeleton Crew Brew from Onalaska, Wisconsin, and then Foxtown Brewing from Mequon. So those are our, that's the 15 brewery rundown that's going to be at the Port Another Round Outdoor Winter Beer Festival. I think all of those, Gravity Box is one of the uh, one of the ones I'm most unfamiliar with, so excited to see what they have to offer. And uh, another one that I'm interested in is uh, Public. Uh, they were at Garth's Brew Bar here in Madison. Other than a couple of pints of public at Garth's Brew Bar here in Madison, I haven't had much of their beer. So excited to try some more of their stuff. Yeah, we had Public Craft was doing a tap takeover at Garth's here um, I don't know, a month or two ago. And so we talked with Public Craft at Garth's and, and did an episode with them. 
that was actually the cool first time stuff. that we we met brian that was the um great taste of the midwest pre-party that's where we talked to them and then uh we were hanging out there right after that that was our first irl meetup in real life irl and yeah gravity box micah over at gravity box they do some awesome things too and and in addition to beer have a really good root beer too that um, they are in a lot of the they're in all of the chocolate shop um, ice cream shops across the state so they for their root beer floats they do a good root beer and um, i think of if I recall, have tried a seltzer recently, but they um, Gravity Box does a lot of collabs with Hillsboro Brewing too. So they do do a lot of things together. And but right downtown Boston, Gravity Box it's a it's a really cool space. While you're in Green Bay for the beer festival, Brian, are you uh, hitting up any breweries in the tap room, and or are you recording with any of them? I haven't set up any recordings yet. I don't know if there's time yet, but I probably should. My life's been pretty busy with work-related content, and I'm actually pretty fortunate. I'm scheduled out for recordings uh, right now, but as far as visiting outside of Badger State, because obviously we'll be there, uh, and I'm assuming I'll step inside of the brewery at some point, not just be outside. So for sure, hit that one. I'm also really excited to hopefully pop over to the east side of Green Bay and take a look at what Alex has on at Noble Roots or Brad at Stillmink. I know they'll both be at the festival, but I would love to visit those uh, beautiful little tap rooms. They're so cozy and the bartenders have always been so friendly. Yeah. Yeah. The Winter Beer Festival, uh, we have some pretty awesome breweries that are heading out to, to Badger State to the Port of the Round Winter Beer Festival. March 4th, Buzz with Brian uh, will be up there. Mobcraft will be pouring Buzz with Brian's collaborative beers, so be sure to head out to that that uh, beer festival. Meet meet Brian, the man himself, and then drink his beer. It's like a full a full experience, right drink there. Drink a Buzzy Nightcap Porter with Buzz with Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited to get buzzed with a two. Excellent, we, yes, us too. Yeah, March fourth, one to four p.m. Badger State Brewing Company pour another round outdoor winter beer festival. And uh, super glad that you're you're going to come and join us, Brian. Thanks for having me. It's been interesting. I get used to asking all the questions on my pod, and I think this is the first <laughs> time I've been interviewed. Yeah, thanks for chatting about uh, Buzz with Brian today, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a great time to continue this this beer friendship and and creating things for the beer community. And uh, look forward to continuing hanging out and seeing you at the beer fest in a, in a week or two. Yeah, well, we'll uh, look forward to pouring in another round to get buzzed with Brian real soon. Cheers, beers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pour Another Round. Be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Pour Another Round. We'll be sharing news and information from breweries who are friends of the show. You can also find out what we're drinking and hear about upcoming featured breweries as well. Until next time, be sure to pour yourself another round. <laughs>